Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, June 14th. It is six minutes after nine. Happy Flag Day. And when I say Flag Day, I'm talking about the American flag. Stars and Stripes, Old Glory, Betsy Ross, that flag. Happy Flag Day. Six minutes after nine, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So special counsel Jack Smith, he attended the arraignment of Donald Trump in Miami. It was the first time the two came face to face since his appointment to investigate Donald Trump. It's all about those classified documents. The reason this is significant is that he's actually not listed in the court filings as the lead attorney in the case. Somebody else is. But he decided to show up anyway. Gave Donald Trump a chance to give him the glare. You know, Donald Trump, he's one of those guys where his looks have tones. Yeah, you know, this whole thing is stupid. The whole thing is ridiculous. Everybody involved is ridiculous. And, I mean, the fact that they are going to – they are absolutely – 100% 100% going to go through with this, uh, you know, no turning back at this point is we have reached a point in this country where no one is safe, nothing is sacred, and at any point, some prosecutor, I mean, and look, this is why people need to pay attention to this. Obviously, there's big implications because of Trump and the nation and he's running for president and et cetera, et cetera. But there's also the implication of if they, and they being the left get, keep getting away with the weaponization of law enforcement, it will trickle down to you. It will eventually hit you. It will eventually become the, you know, an attorney. it, It is obviously attorney generals and they'll be going after regular people. It will trickle down to the county level. It will be county prosecutors going after regular people. You have to stop this ridiculousness now mm-hmm. because it will just continue to fester. And George Soros and these maniacs, these leftist Marxist maniacs, are going to keep appointing and funding and getting elected these radical left district attorneys. Okay, so Donald Trump had digital fingerprints taken. There was no mugshot, although there was a pretty decent court rendering of him. And next time I need a picture done of me, I'd like that artist to come in. They do good work, don't they? He made Trump look pretty good. It is interesting how... What to the various degrees, the quality of artwork you get mm-hmm. from courtroom attorneys. Wasn't there one with Tom Brady one time where he looked like 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 a skeleton man or something? They made him look skinnier than what he is. Yeah, I then, think they did that with Trump too. And then you get this one of Trump that was like a Bob Ross, looked like Bob Ross, <laughs> and just you know, paint by numbers, come back and. <laughs> Pointed this picture, so really a really discrepancy in terms of the quality of uh, courtroom uh, sketches out there, Casey. Yeah, well, I think this is going to take some time uh, because while Trump does have an attorney, he's going to need somebody who is allowed to see classified documents. So that's a special kind of person, right? Somebody who has clearance to rifle through all these documents as well as defend him. Yeah, and here's look. Here's what it's going to come down. I mean, there's there's a whole. I mean, this is so. It really does show the old the old saying is you could indict a ham sandwich if you wanted to, and it really does show the tentacles 
and how far they can reach if a prosecutor or a special counsel or a whatever actually wants to get you. Because now the conversation is going to be, well, okay, let's say Trump wins the argument that he can declassify anything just by simply walking out with the thing, which there's a lot of people on both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you get on intellectually honest brokers who on legal, legally, regardless of their actual politics, who will say there's a strong chance he could win that case like at the Supreme Court. Well, the FBI defended that position with Bill Clinton in regards to the Presidential Act. He said as soon as the president decides to take something with them, it becomes personal property of the president. Exactly. There is no there is no essentially rhyme or reason for this, right? It's this great gray area. Here's why this is so stupid, though. So they're saying, okay, let's say Trump wins that argument. Okay, so then no crime has been committed. You would think everybody go home. The issue then becomes, did he obstruct justice by not fully cooperating because he was asserting, and rightfully so, there is no crime here. I've already declassified these. So now could you get him on obstruction of justice for investigating a crime that did not occur? I mean, it's it's endless, Casey, and they're not going to stop till they get him. And the big thing is that there has been no harm done to the United States. They're wrapping this up under this Espionage Act and making it sound so nefarious. Where's the harm? How has the country suffered? You, you've got it. You've got to wonder again. You come back to the phrase "victimless crime." Mm-hmm. Who who was harmed here? And again, to bring it full circle, then we've got some really good audio here to get into. Um, if Trump has to go to jail, if Trump broke the law, okay, but then everybody else has to go to jail too. Mm. Uh, Biden certainly. I mean, mm-hmm. Biden's got stuff from the Senate. You've got Hillary, who's taking hammers to social media devices and bleaching servers. She was saying yesterday that Trump is a cult. Anybody who follows Trump is a cult. MAGA is a cult. So she's learned no lesson when she called everybody deplorables. Here she goes again. It's a, there is no lesson to learn. It's because she's not sorry. There's a, there, the, that's what she believes. It's to bring it back close to home. When we we spent much of the first hour yesterday talking about Jim Lucas and that interview he did with Hammer and Nigel, the only hint of an apology that you heard in that interview was very forced. It was clear he was told that he had to do it. And the fact that he said, well, I'm going to keep drinking, even though part of his court mandate is not to drink. Mm -hmm. He's not sorry. He's sorry he got caught and he wants us to go away. Yeah. But the, it's the same thing here. She's not. She's sorry it cost her a presidential election. She's she's sorry that she said it, you know, out loud as a candidate running for president of the United she's States. She's doing it again. But she's she still, means it. She's right? still beating that drum. Right. Absolutely. So uh, Trump's well-assembled attorney. You may have seen her. Yeah. Alina Haba. Mm-hmm. Um, she was standing outside the courtroom in Miami. Yes. She spoke after the whole uh, dealio, and she was not pleased. The decision to pursue charges against President Trump while turning a blind eye to others is emblematic of the corruption that we have here. We are at a turning point in our nation's history. The targeting prosecution of a leading political opponent is the type of thing you see in dictatorships like Cuba and Venezuela. 
It is commonplace there for rival candidates to be prosecuted, persecuted, and put into jail. What is being done to the President Trump should terrify all citizens of this country. These are not the ideals that our democracy is founded upon. And this is not our America. It's interesting that she mentioned Cubans in Miami. Yeah. There were a lot of them there. At one point, CNN quit showing their faces because they were supporting Trump, and that goes against the narrative of CNN. But they have seen communism. They know what it sounds like. And everybody keeps saying this is a sad day. It was a bad day, a dark day. Well, let's turn this into an opportunity and really expose what the left is doing to the masses as far and as wide as we can. Wasn't it fascinating? So we're going to play you some Trump audio here in just a second. But wasn't it fascinating that both CNN and MSNBC both cut away from that, and then and then they both basically said we're not showing his route that his remarks the later later on in the evening, which we'll play here in a little bit, because. Well, they were very concerned about him being dangerous, but the reality is people still love this guy. Absolutely. No matter what has been thrown at him, Trump, at least inside of the Republican Party, Mm -hmm. is wildly, wildly popular. And now you and I have been as clear as we can be. He's got major, major issues in terms of a general election. And, uh, you know, I don't know how any of this plays out in in a general election. I don't know if people are smart enough anymore or have the critical thinking skills anymore to say, boy, this is bull crap and they're coming for me next and, and do and do the right thing. Or people still just so turned off by the guy they won't vote for him. But they, they, being the mainstream national media, cannot stand that no matter what they throw at this guy, they can't break the bond he has with the with the Trump voter. Yeah. So shortly afterwards, he stopped at a cafe in Miami. He bought everybody their food, and they started singing happy birthday to him because today is his birthday. Yes. And then Donald Trump spoke after leaving the courthouse. Okay, so we've got some of the audio from his speech at the fundraiser. After he left Miami, he went straight to New Jersey for that fundraiser, and he was worked up. He was clear, and he was on fire, but en route... Of course, he went to his social media. Uh, yes. So when we come back, we will have some uh, dramatic readings. Uh, mm-hmm. He's uh, t- treating, uh, t- t- I was going to say tweeting, but it's not tweeting, true thing or whatever we call it about Jack Smith. We've got the audio from the the fundraising fundraiser event in New Jersey. We've got Chris Christie being a complete a-hole. Uh, <laughs> it's just a, it's an action-packed show, Casey. Let's go. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Trump lawyer entered a plea for him. He was released on his own recognizance without bail. He didn't have to surrender his passport. 
He didn't have any travel restrictions. They said he's not a flight risk. It is 22 minutes after 9. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Of course, we're talking about the arraignment of Donald Trump. Yes, and uh, we played you some audio last segment from Trump. He went to that uh, cafe there in Miami. We'll have the uh, audio from the uh, event he did in New Jersey coming up here in just a moment. But in in between, Mm -hmm. there was, uh, well, you know, he loves the truth social media, Casey. And uh, how long do we think, by the way, it'll be till Trump is back on Twitter. I mean, he knows what he's giving up in terms of people who will see what he does. And for a guy who craves attention, you know, it has to be killing him that he, that he's not. Yeah, that he can. And he can now. I mean, it was it's probably the thing of it. It's like when you can't have like if you're a single person and you can't have <laughs> a, a, forbidden fruit a certain individual you might say well you know gosh darn it that just that just drives me crazy now if you're at a position where you know it doesn't drive you crazy because well it's just it's un- unobtainable i'm sorry i'm mixing two things together it's unobtainable and then when you are in an opportunity where then you can have that person and yet you're in a position where you've already made a previous commitment well gosh Darn it, Casey. Now you're even more crazy. Well, he's financially tied to Truth Social, though. So for his own pocketbook, he should remain there. Uh, All right. So Trump did take to the uh, Truth Social media, and he had a lot to say. Will deranged Jack Smith be looking at the thousands of pages of documents that Biden had in Chinatown then? When caught, quickly sent up to Boston. What about the 1,850 boxes that Biden is fighting to keep secret? How about Hillary's 33,000 emails she deleted and acid washed? Will he be looking at the $5 million bribe that was paid to Biden, but that the Justice Department is trying to hide? Much more coming on that. We are living in a third world country. No borders. Rigged elections. Exclamation point. I like how he's bringing up things about Biden. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's just blatantly obvious to anyone paying attention. Yeah. What's going on here? Coincidentally happening all on the same day. I mean, there is markedly more evidence on Joe Biden being in cahoots with his loser kid to have vote for sale or influence for sale Mm -hmm. than there is Trump doing whatever he's accused of doing here. Taking some papers. (laughs) But wait, there's more. He kept going! (laughs) This is the thug, overturned consistently and unanimously in big cases that Biden and his, in all caps, corrupt Injustice Department stuck on me. He's a radical right lunatic and Trump hater, as are all his friends and family who probably planted information in the boxes given to them. They taint everything that they touch, including our country, which is rapidly going to hell! (laughs) Exclamation point. 
he's he's been hinting at that that they planted something. <laughs> well, I, look again. How can you have a victimless crime in which, I mean, nobody's, even the left hasn't accused Trump of, oh, he's selling these secrets to the Iranians, or he's got a backroom deal with Kim Jong-un. I mean, there is nobody who can prove any sort of harm from him having this. Now, again, if you say, hey, we're going to treat everybody the same way we treated the poor guy on the boat who was waving to his parents and there was something in the background then okay. I think that's ridiculous, but okay. But you can't, on one hand, say it's this serious with Trump. The president took documents. (laughs) Meanwhile, a senator or vice president didn't in his paper-thin garage door as security. Yeah. Like Trump likes to call it. I just, I, I just, I, it is a scary, scary time in this country. And the thing I think now, Casey, is everyone sees it and the left doesn't care. They, they so don't fear the populace that they're saying, we're going to do it and come at me, brah. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? Uh, and, and why are they so confident? Because they, they keep getting away with it. Right. You have to ask yourself, why are they so confident with this? Why would they fear you over ramifications of doing something to Trump when, in many cases, they took your job, they took your business, they took your livelihood, they locked you in your home? And nobody did anything. Right. So why would they be remotely concerned about what they're going to do to Trump? They did it to you and you didn't do anything. So why would they care about Trump? What you're going to do with regards to Trump? And Biden's polling numbers are in the toilet 31% right now. He's just doing awful, but yet they're walking around like they got this in the bag. No worries. Hmm. Why? Okay, so when we come back, Trump had the big event last night in New Jersey. We got a whole bunch of audio with that. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. It's 928 on 93 WIBC. It's 9:34. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Donald Trump has vowed to never drop out of the 2024 presidential race and uh, ever the showman. As soon as he was arraigned, he left off to fundraising. Let's get more money. Uh, You know, there is a certain, I don't know if charm is the right word, but it's the first word that popped into my head. So we'll go with it. There is a certain charm about a guy that is staring into the abyss and what essentially would be a life sentence in prison. And he just don't care. No, he doesn't. He, Trump is being Trump. This is what he does, right? Right. I mean, th- th- there is a, and you see this, like, I think the place that it comes out most for people is in sports, where you will see the great players are the ones who, when the game is on the line and all other, you know, all other people would be wilting or, you know, What's the Eminem phrase? Palm sweaty, mom spaghetti, or whatever that is. Vomit on your sweater. Yeah, whatever. Uh, would wilt. <laughs> would wilt. They thrive, right? That's why Michael Jordan was great. That's why Larry Bird, you know, was great. People, people who thrive on, and this is true in business. It's true in politics. It's true in all sorts of things. But Donald Trump has a, a very special, I guess, gift is the word to thrive. The more chaotic and detrimental a situation appears to be 
the better he seems to do. Yeah, he did release that video a few days ago, and he used some audio from the movie Air, which is about Michael Jordan. It's a pinnacle scene in the movie where Matt Damon is talking directly to Michael Jordan, and he's saying, you know, people are going to come after you. This is what we do in this country. We raise people up to this level, and then we tear them down, and it's on your way down who are you who are you going to be? What are right. you going to do? Are you going to pick yourself back up? And Donald Trump has had to do that time and time again. Picked himself back up. I've said this years ago when Trump was was first elected president. So before all the stuff that obviously that's happened the last 6 7 years. Donald Trump, I think you can make a compelling case with his finally being elected to the presidency has lived the most interesting life in American history. Now, look, did he win the Revolutionary War like George Washington? No. Was he at the, you know, did he lead the country to victory in the Civil War? No, like Abraham Lincoln. Was he meeting with Stalin and, and, and Churchill and defeating the Nazis in World War II like Roosevelt? No. But in terms of the actual life itself lived, when you think about the success in business, and promotion, and then sports, and all the things he was involved in there, and all the high-profile people he palled around with and engaged in, and in some cases even married, and then, you know, as a television star, you know, number one TV show, and then capping with an ascension to the presidency, and then all of the things that have happened associated with that. I think, and I'm not even saying this, I'm not being facetious or over the top, I think if you are, whether you like him or you don't, Donald Trump may have lived the most interesting life in American history. Yeah, I agree. And But what we're seeing now is really, it's a direct result of what has become of the Democrat Party. The weaponization of the justice system, the mainstream media propaganda machine, everything. And he just keeps vowing that he is going to be a human shield for the American people. Because he keeps repeating, if they're going to do this to me, they're going to do it to you eventually, but I'm not going to get out of the way. So let's get to what he had to say at his fundraiser. This is straight after the arraignment. And we were given minute by minute details of his location from the news networks. It might be fun to point out at this time that Trump Force One has a Trump bobblehead in the cockpit. Yes. Don't know if you saw that. Uh, yeah, I'm shocked to think that Donald Trump would have essentially a statue of himself, of himself in his, in his right airplane. There. Boy, that's really shocking. But I believe he's such, a, he's such a humble guy. Case. I believe we heard this yesterday from someone on this very show. Uh, Donald Trump mentions the Presidential Act. The FBI defended it. They used it for Bill Clinton. But now it's not even mentioned in this Trump indictment. Charging a former president of the United States under the Espionage Act of 1917 wasn't meant for this. An act for a crime so heinous that only the death penalty would do and threatening me with 400 years in prison for possessing my own presidential papers, which just about every other president has done is one of the most outrageous and vicious legal theories ever put forward in an American court of law. The Espionage Act has been used to go after traitors and spies. It has nothing to do with a former president legally keeping his own documents. As president, the law that applies to this case is not 
the Espionage Act, but very simply the Presidential Records Act, which is not even mentioned in this ridiculous 44-page indictment. Under the Presidential Records Act, which is civil, not criminal, I had every right to have these documents. The crucial legal precedent is laid out in the most important case ever on the subject known as the Clinton Sox case. You know what that means? Yeah, I mean, they basically have made him Julius Rosenberg now. I mean, that's who Trump is. They're essentially saying, you know, he's the equivalent of, you know, people who allegedly spied for the Soviets at this point because he had a bunch of stuff at his house that wasn't harming anyone. So he goes on to say that this is political persecution from the Biden administration. And if Republicans are deplorables and MAGA is an extreme, well, the left is fascist and communist. Today we witnessed the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of our country. Very sad thing to watch. A corrupt sitting president had his top political opponent arrested on fake and fabricated charges of which he and numerous other presidents would be guilty. Right in the middle of a presidential election in which he is losing very badly. This is called election interference and yet another attempt to rig and steal a presidential election. More importantly, it's a political persecution like something straight out of a fascist or communist nation. This day will go down in infamy and Joe Biden will forever be remembered as not only the most corrupt president in the history of our country, but perhaps even more importantly, the president who, together with a band of his closest thugs, misfits, and Marxists, tried to destroy American democracy. But they will fail, and we will win bigger and better than ever before. I thought it was interesting that he used the word infamy, because you often associate that with the beginning of World War II. You know, here's what I've determined with this whole thing, Casey. And you can do whatever you want to do with this. If we go down the rabbit hole of doing this every day, because let's face it, we have pretty much every day this week. Now, I guess yesterday was a little bit of an exception because we had the whole Jim Lucas uh, thing happen yesterday. But we have dedicated almost the entire show this week, save for that, to this whole Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. It's exhausting, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I'm not sure we, I'm not sure for my own sanity, you I could continue, continue? On, on, do a deep dive. Normally, in Amer- like in American, from a media perspective, a big event happens. You obviously, it's breaking news. You cover it. You deep dive into it. You examine it from all areas. You have experts on your show. You play audio. And after one day, you go, okay, we've kind of... We've kind of really hit that and really done the deep dive on it. And then until there's new news, there's not much really, you know, we'll cover it if there will mention things that are happening. But it's like with this, there's always something that by our own standards would be, quote, deep dive worthy. Mm hmm. And I'm just, I want to talk about something else. That's what I said last week, that this is exhausting. (laughs) And people were upset with me for saying that. That every day it's a new headline with Trump. And it's this one. It's the arraignment today. Imagine, 
What does that do to the voter? I mean, his polling, it's never been better. It's like every time they come after him, more and more people get behind him. Here's the People que- who didn't vote for him before. Yeah, but here's the question, Casey. And Tony was talking about this this morning. I have no doubt. I was talking with somebody last night who works in state government. And I, I, they said, well, hey, Father's Day is Sunday. And I said, yeah. I said, I absolutely mark it down 100%. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and concede this uh the election has not been, uh, the polls are still open, but I'm going to go ahead and concede. Ron DeSantis has not made the leaps that that he needs to and that I thought would be necessary in order for him to have a chance against Trump. Now, I didn't see a bunch of this stuff happening, but it doesn't matter. He didn't do it. It's been a kind of a lackluster rollout from DeSantis, and he's, he's probably nearing break glass in case of emergency at this point because while he is clearly in second place, and he may have made some gains. He's not making the gains necessary. And so inside, the, well, saying all that, inside the Republican Party, it is clear these things are only making Trump more popular and people more entrenched, not only to vote for him, but people who are kind of on the fence are moving in his direction. This victim persona that he's putting out there, calling it a witch hunt, it's catching on and people are buying into it. You mentioned Ron DeSantis. Interesting. Not a single tweet from him yesterday. Nothing. Because what are you going to say? Right. It, it's it's best for him just to remove himself from this situation and right. just not even go there. It is like, um, it is, it's okay. Here's a great example. So I have a, a, my buddy Bart, uh, who I mentioned from time to time. He owns a tarantula. I think we've talked about this. And I was talking to him the other day about, how you feed the tarantula. And he was telling me what you do with the tarantula is very careful. Well, you, <laughs> from a distance, you, uh, <laughs> you put a, you put a cricket in the, mm-hmm. in the cage or whatever you call it, that it lives in. And I said, well, does it just like, is it like my bulldog Bruce? Does it just, as soon as there's food on the ground, it just runs right over and gobbles it all up and looks at you and goes, that's it. He said, no, the tarantula will decide when the tra- tarantula is ready to eat. And when the tarantula is ready to eat, it knows it can stick its fangs into the whatever the victim is. In this case, it's a cricket, and then it will just have its way with it. And that is sort of where Trump is in this Republican primary, where it it's almost like Trump is the tarantula and everybody else running is the cricket. Because it doesn't matter if the cricket is alive today, the tarantula will decide when it wants to eat, and it can venomize and pick apart everybody else. And so if you're DeSantis, you're almost frozen in fear where if I get behind this guy, well, now I'm subservient to him again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing that. Yeah. And if you're critical of him, you look like a complete a-hole like Chris Christie, who we're going to get to here in a second. So I'm not doing that. So I'm not giving him a win and I'm not torpedoing myself. So I guess the best thing to do is just be frozen say in fear. Nothing. It's it's the same thing that happened in 2016 with the, uh, in 15 with these guys, although obviously this is a totally different animal, but it's the same thing where if you criticize him, well, then he's going to give you a nickname and everybody's going to laugh at you. If you don't do anything, you can't make any traction. So everybody just sits mm-hmm. frozen in fear. They're the crickets. Trump is the tarantula. Yeah. It, well, you mentioned Chris Christie. Mike Pence also came out and he, he was railing against Trump as well. And we'll get to all of that coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Sloth Fest is coming. Delish. 
We need to get Pat Sullivan in here. Talk about that. Remember last year we had him on and yeah. we did a whole segment about the Slaw Fest? That yes. Was, that was, I agree. I'm putting you in charge of that because as you know, Casey, mm-hmm. uh, effective as of... Uh, noon today? Yes, noon today. <laughs> you are in charge of making all decisions for the show uh, for the next uh, several days as the U.S. Open starts tomorrow. So. I see what your priorities are. Well, nice. no, no, you're, nice. you're 100% right. Thanks. Uh, no, 100%. No, let's just call it what it is. Hey, our listeners are counting on you, so don't let them down. I'm just here for a check the next several days. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> as long as you're honest, it is 9.52. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, he was laying into Donald Trump. He was doing his CNN town hall. This was on Monday night. He called Donald Trump angry, vengeful, and vanity run amok. Pot meat kettle, right? Yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Donald Trump is angry and vengeful. Uh, so a couple pieces of audio here. So here is Christie uh, saying uh, Trump hasn't done anything since 2016 and he's a loser. When did it? When did we get to the point where we're always blaming our adversaries for the weakness of our candidates? Oh, it's the Democrats' fault. It's DOJ's fault. It's this person's fault. It's the media's fault. How about it's his? He hasn't won a damn thing since 2016. Three-time loser. 2018, we lost the House. 2020, we lost the White House. We lost the United States Senate a couple of weeks later in 2021. And in 2022, we lost two more governorships, another Senate seat, and barely took the House of Representatives when Joe Biden had the most incompetent first two years I've ever seen in my life. Loser, loser, loser. Now we're getting going, it'll be different this time. Why? Why will it be different this time? Those arguments need to be made, and I'm not afraid to make them for two reasons. One, I'm not afraid of him. And two, it's the truth. Okay, look, is he wrong about the results of the elections? No, he's not wrong, but I wouldn't call him a loser. Maybe unsuccessful in a few times, but a loser. I mean, we're talking about a guy who lost a billion dollars and made it back within a year. Has Chris Christie ever done that? Look, I agree, but what is the if you if you're pulling at one percent? Who's is, the loser here? Well, exactly. But what is the best way to draw the attention that you need? Uh, look, I, he, this is the thing we have been talking about, which is. Trump has not done well since his presidential election victory in 18 and 20 and 22. Mm -hmm. Trump and Trump related candidates have underperformed more traditional Republican candidates. Look at Ohio, J.D. Vance, even though he wins, he dramatically underperforms. Brian Kemp wins in Georgia. Herschel Walker loses. I mean, there is a string of evidence here where Trump candidates in general elections do underperform. Uh, Wanted to also play this clip from Christie. Now, this is ridiculous. He says, don't blame the DOJ, blame Trump. And we're in a situation where there are people in my own party who are blaming DOJ. How about Blame him. He did it. He kept, he took documents he wasn't supposed to take. He kept them when they asked him back for them. They got a grand jury subpoena. He refused to comply. They raided his home finally because he refused to comply. That, all of those things were brought on himself, as was this indictment. 
I just think that Chris Christie, he just sounds like sour grapes to me. And the only people that are following him or getting in line behind Chris Christie are rhinos and people who aren't serious. I would agree wholeheartedly. Uh, All right. When we come back, over half the country believes Biden was involved in bribery. No kidding. Really? What? My shocked face. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good morning.